Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Keith Darrow podcast and YouTube channel. I am so excited to have with me today, Dr. Ben. Dr. Ben is, is I think, uh, you know, maybe uh, young in age, but very sort of mindful and very wise. Uh, uh, also, he has come out of school. He has started a telehealth audiology practice. He is focused on especially the impacts of tinnitus, not only the impact that it has on the ear, on the brain, but really the sort of personal side of how tinnitus is, is bothersome in more than half the patients that have it. And Dr. Ben has really sort of devoted his life to helping those patients to live the best quality of life, despite those annoying sounds in their ears. That, that about sum it up? Thanks, Dr. Darrow. So happy to be here. I love how you're creating videos, creating podcasts. It's so helpful. Your message is well-received and I'm glad to be here to meet your audience for the first time. Yeah, no, thank you so much for, for agreeing to be on here. I think that you have a, sort of an inspirational viewpoint of what it means to, to live with tinnitus, what it means to... I, I hope you don't mind me outing you. I know that you have some, uh, you yourself deal with tinnitus. And so you've got this unique viewpoint, which, which brings me to my, my first most important question is what is your why? Why do you do what you do? Why did you choose this? Not only hearing healthcare, but specifically to focus on patients suffering with tinnitus. Love to start there. Absolutely. This story begins when I was in my residency program in San Francisco at UCSF Medical Center, and I was studying to become a tinnitus specialist. Through school, I loved the connection with the psychology, how it's more than just technology solving the problem. There's a real human element to counseling that can get someone the tools, cognitive and real physical tools that they need to manage this condition and in many cases, reduce it, either the annoyance of it or the volume of it in many cases. So when I was uh, working as a resident, I had an appointment scheduled to see me. And in San Francisco, I saw that the patient's home address was from Lake Tahoe, California. And for anyone who knows California, that's a four-hour drive from the Sierra Nevada mountains all the way to the coast. And I originally thought, no, there's no way that they're driving four hours for this appointment. They did. They had to book a hotel in San Francisco. And what did we do during the appointment? Well, we talked, we had counseling, we had consultation for about 75 minutes. They had already had a hearing test. They already had some medical tests lined up. They needed an expert to give them a roadmap, to give, the, give them a guideline and to explain what maybe they should be afraid of and then what they shouldn't be afraid of and how to manage this condition. That was the origin of the inspiration I had of, wow, telehealth can solve this problem and create a much broader access to experts in tinnitus. Because if patients are willing to drive four hours for counseling sessions and leave the appointment satisfied, grateful, yeah. confident, feeling better, then there's a huge potential to combine technology with the right audiologists who can help people no matter where they are. And from there, I've grown, a, grown the telehealth company, which is called Treble Health. And I have a lot of passion for helping people with tinnitus. I'm sure you know as well, when someone goes from bothersome tinnitus, a bleak outlook of their future, questioning whether they can be a parent, a, an employee, a business owner, 
not sure how things are going to pass. And then weeks to months down the road, they feel like themselves again. That's an amazing feeling that tinnitus specialists who are helping people know very well. I, I, I commend you for that work. And there, there's a lot to, to sort of un, unpackage there. Um, let's, I, I want to talk about, about that patient and, and we can use, you know, him or her as an example. And, and I'm sure that this, this applies to many patients, which is what they're told outside of hearing healthcare, right? I mean, I, th- I think we, you know, if I use that pronoun correctly, we understand and know that there is hope, that there is something that can be done. I didn't, I didn't say a, a guarantee. I didn't say a cure, but there is something that can be done. But for some reason, why do we seem to be the only one who knows it, right? So what is that like when the patients come in so discouraged because 10 other people told them too bad, so sad? There's a few points of it. There is a lack of quality information about tinnitus. And there's also many types of tinnitus. There's different subtypes of tinnitus. There's different causes of tinnitus. And not all tinnitus is comparable apples to apples. It's very common for someone who has a sudden, intense, bothersome tinnitus to tell their friends and family. And then they say, which they often respond with, oh yeah, I have that too. (laughs) And then you are surprised. You're shocked. You say, really? I didn't know and then they explain they explain it and it becomes clear that most people with tinnitus including myself have a milder form of it we've never gone through this turn your life upside down intensity of loud intrusive tinnitus most of us who have the condition out of the millions of people have a low level tinnitus that we only hear in soft places quiet places or if we're if I'm stressed or anxious, then I know my tinnitus can get louder. Now that's very different from the experience that you and I are often helping patients with, which is understanding that this is a journey of months to sometimes over a year of habituation of managing this tinnitus to the point where the brain doesn't hear it. And if I don't hear it, it's essentially like it doesn't exist. The most extreme example of habituation to sound is the sound of my own breathing. I hear it every single second, but my brain tunes it out. So the ears are processing the sound through, but the brain is tuning it out automatically. Only when I'm doing a meditation or I'm focused on the breath in some way, am I actually aware of the sound? And that's a very clear example of how the sound can still be there, but the brain tunes it out. So functionally, it doesn't matter. And and that's an important point I want to share. Yeah, I, I think that that's a that's a huge point to make. I think that that there is different degrees. I mean, one of the things that I've been pushing is, you know, when a patient comes to me and says, "Oh, I went and I got diagnosed with tinnitus," I, tell me more about that. And they're like, "I, I don't know. If that's what they said. I have to." You knew that going into the appointment, right? I mean, you knew you had tinnitus, and if you walked out and somebody just said, "Yes, you have tinnitus," it's not that simple. It's a very complex, almost sort of tree diagram of subjective tinnitus, objective tinnitus, bilateral, sudden. I mean, it's just, if you know one person who has tinnitus, you know one person with tinnitus because most of them are not alike and they don't all have the same origins. I mean, you've, you've learned specifically about the different, call it types of tinnitus. What is sort of the most common that you come across 
in 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 your patients because like you said lots of people think they can manage it which is concerning in in and of itself but the patients that come to you because it's really impacting their daily life what do you see the most of tinnitus is a mysterious medical condition even to those who know it well there's a lot of it that think we know the experience of tinnitus there can be ups and downs there can be spikes we don't need to know the cause of every little thing that goes wrong in order to manage it and get it better. So on, on my podcast, I had a conversation with an ENT out of Germany who's spent his career focusing on tinnitus, Dr. Michael Goldenhofen, mm-hmm. who published research and, and his group at, through their clinical ENT clinic study showed that 80% of tinnitus cases fall into these three subgroups. The first we can simplify and call stress-induced meaning that there was a high degree of disorder in one's life. That could be related, related to work, that could be related to stress, that could be related to relationships, COVID, et cetera. The second major subtype was TMJ or jaw-related conditions that could be influencing the auditory sense. The third major subtype is asymmetrical upper neck conditions. The important message here is to not group all types of tinnitus as the tinnitus. Research should not say the tinnitus because the ability to accurately diagnose these different subtypes influences the management and treatment outcomes. Of course. So that has been a huge breakthrough. And it was a lesson to me that even after going through lots of school, working at a residency at one of the top 10 hospitals in the country, focusing on tinnitus, yet still there's so much to learn and I'm constantly learning. And I know that the research will continue to evolve with tinnitus. So, so for us and my group of audiologists at Treble Health, we're helping people first as an intake, as an initial appointment, understand what are the potential factors and causes here. And if there are certain elements of one's history based on the questions we ask and the tools we use, then we would refer them out to in-person medical professionals if their if medical treatment in that sense was relevant, and if the uh, the remaining treatment that's that accounts for most people falls into this tinnitus retraining therapy style approach, then we're doing that via telehealth. And no matter what the cause of tinnitus, habituation is possible. So so and that so that brings me to because a lot of people who listen to this podcast, it's not. There are patients that are listening, but there's also other providers out there who want to learn more to help more people. And and your model is, uh, maybe there's others that I'm not aware of, but in my mind, it's sort of a one of a kind in that it's a telehealth approach. And I think that leaves a lot of people, patients and healthcare providers, scratching their head of, what do you mean telehealth for tinnitus? How does that, how does that even work? How does that make any sense, right? I mean, look, if you if you find the opportunities in the pandemic, one of them is the advances in telehealth, which is great. It doesn't mean we all understand it and we're all comfortable with it, though. So what 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 does that mean for you in Treble Health? What does that look like? Yeah. So here's an example that when you go to your primary doctor, you're often just having a conversation. They may do a physical inspection. They may not. If there's something specifically going on, then they're going to refer out for certain medical tests. Based on those tests, that doctor will give you a summary and a plan forward. What we're providing with a telehealth first approach is let's gather all the data and information that we can 
And some of that is in-person medical tests, whether that's an ENT evaluation, looking at the structures, checking visibly how things are looking, uh, an in-person hearing test of different degrees and different types, or referring out for TMJ or, or neck conditions to a dentist or an osteopathic physician. Based on all of those test results, we can help understand, help the patient understand and create a management plan for what to do. Most of the management of tinnitus is a cognitive discussion, consultation, therapy-based approach, right. which as we saw during the pandemic, the mental health industry adopted telehealth. And quite frankly, it, it hasn't turned back. We're seeing a, a large uptake in that. So, so to answer those questions, I, I feel that it is important and not every single patient is a good fit for telehealth. Having a consultation with an expert for your condition that is uh, a big problem in your life is a good idea, whether that's in person or online. And, and tell me what are your, uh, um, what experiences, I, I, I understand your, your schooling, what else have you done to really separate yourself as the expert, certification-wise, uh, CBT? I know you said you had an interest in psychology. Tell me more about what you've been through to get you to your level of expertise. Yeah, thank you. One of the biggest moments for me was studying tinnitus retraining therapy with Dr. Paul Jastroboff and his wife, uh, Dr. Margaret Jastroboff. They are well-known names in, in our professional world. And for those who don't know them, it they created tinnitus retraining therapy decades ago. And some may say, oh, that's an old approach or, or that's a, a classic approach. Uh, and I look at it as a foundational approach, quite exactly. frankly, that, that if you're using sound enrichment, if you have professional counseling to understand what is happening, how you're going to manage this, take away the fears, take away the anxieties, use facts and truth and science, then, and you properly understand what's going on, that, that helps a lot and that facilitates habituation. So that's a habit, habituation-based protocol. And quite frankly, to date, that is the, the most evidence-based approach to tinnitus, whether that's CBT habituation-based protocol or TRT habitu habituation-based protocol, uh, that is the foundation. Now, so, from there, we can add on mindfulness. We can add. We can try some of these uh, more alternative or experimental new research developments. Sure, but to skip the foundational approach is a mistake. I believe in most cases. Absolutely, I, I agree with you. So, so I'm just. I, I want to challenge you though, because I think this is one of those things that I mean, it's readily available to a patient to find this data. I think it's it's something that we see primary care physicians, ENTs. If you look at some of the Medical guidelines, uh, for example, the American Academy of Otolaryngology had neck surgery. If you look at the tinnitus management guidelines, um, oh, let's just say that they're not incredibly favorable when it comes to, I mean, they indicate that there's, there's a, a indication, there's hints in the literature, but it's certainly not uh, at the forefront of Yes, this is what we recommend. This is what you need to do, which is, I think, where there's some of that misinformation out there of doctors telling patients there's nothing we can do, right? Um, so I, you live with this day in and day out, and I'm probably not the first person to ask it. So how do you how do you resolve that for your patients? Yeah, so there's 
there has been often cited that the Cochrane review about six or seven years ago found that from the existing evidence in literature, cognitive behavioral therapy seems to be the most validated for treating tinnitus, for essentially facilitating habituation. And tinnitus retraining therapy has a lot of the elements of CBT, but it's not a psychologist doing therapy intervention. I personally, so so I want to acknowledge that. That is what credible scientific sources say. And psychologists, therapists, counselors can have an amazing role in helping someone habituate. I personally feel that the audiologist who is well-trained in tinnitus and understands the fundamentals of CBT about tinnitus is the best equipped professional to manage someone for the whole journey. And that does not exclude someone from having a therapist working with a psychologist. Absolutely. A part of the team, right? Yeah. I've called it a vital member of the team. So, so how do you, how do you, through telehealth, how do you manage the, the recommendation of technology, right? And some of the big literature reviews out there, right? I mean, there's indication in the last decade alone, 34 out of 34 studies looking at the impact of hearing aids on treating tinnitus, uh, 100% positive outcomes. Um, not to say that all uh, patients will receive a positive outcome, but but the data indicates you know, using hearing aids to almost re-stimulate the brain to play a role in habituation and rewire the brain is, is really important. So how do you do that with telehealth? I agree that for many individuals who are looking at what are my options to help habituate, what are my options to help me with tinnitus, we know hearing aids are one of the top three to consider. And for those who have hearing loss, it's, it's something that should be tried. No brain. And that's what we're encouraging to patients. With telehealth, we are the trusted source that can help someone understand why that may be a good idea. If they say, okay, I, I see that, let's, let's try it. Currently, we are referring them to local clinics and ensuring that the hearing aids are programmed right. We're essentially the, the second, the second uh, source here to make sure everything's working well. And then they're often working with us for the TRT-based counseling moving forward. Um, there are different online options for hearing aids too, and we take that into account. We understand the whole market of hearing aids from the premium $7,000 in a clinic to the Costco's to the online hearing aids, and there's different pros and cons. So based on someone's insurance coverage, based on someone's preference of remote care or in-person care, we're giving them the information and trying to provide as much value as possible to help them habituate. So it's it's really, it's this trusted and what I consider incredibly reliable consultant, a, a source, a, a, a source of education and knowledge that, look, you and I know not every audiologist and hearing care provider has. And so I, now I'm just going to ask you from the audiologist side, how do you become part of the uh, the the infamous Dr. Ben's network. Is there a way to join that? How do I, you know, how does a patient in central Massachusetts who maybe reaches out to, to you, how do they end up in my clinic? How does that work? We have one-on-one consultation. They say, yes, I want to go to get the premium hearing aids in my local area. And then currently our team searches who has the best Google reviews and we, we vet the audiologist. So there's no established Excellent. network for now. And, 
if they're coming from Central Mass, I'll definitely know who to send them to. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Dr. Ben, thank you so much. Uh, um, you need, by the way, uh, just my last bit of coaching advice, you need a network. Um, and, and I think that people would be happy to be part of that. And, and, you know, I could imagine you're a very high standard person. So you gotta, you gotta know the right person. I love that you're vetting them. Uh, so that's, that's really great work that you're doing. I look forward to the establishment of that network. Cause I know through our network of excellence and audiology providers, we're doing these sort of tinnitus provider certifications, uh, dementia certified practitioners. And so uh, I know that your patients could certainly benefit from having that local resource, but but certainly to have that expert behind the scenes doing telehealth counseling is huge. So thank you for all you do. Thank you for your work. Uh, I look forward to having you back on because we could probably do this for another two hours, Ben. Thank you, Dr. Darrow. And if anyone wants to learn more about the projects we're working on, the services we have, you can find us at Treble Health. Dr. Darrow, big thanks. Glad to be here. And we'll be here to continue to support the information you're putting out there. So, so uh, wait, but wait, 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 but I got I to ask you the one question because I, yep. I learned so much about people professionally and everything yes. they're doing and the great work. Personally, yes. my favorite movie. Ooh, the first one that comes to mind is The Prestige, which is a movie about magicians in England and Tesla and amazing stuff. Okay. I don't know that one. All right. So I got to I gotta go get that one. Thank you so much, Ben. Have a great day. You're welcome. Bye, <laughs> Take everyone. care.